Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. Reading all them Spider-Man comics. But running the boards is Joey D's. <laughs> wow, that. Oh, the saddest guy who is... Not in Smash. Wow, yeah. Luigi. Wow, Luigi. Yes, it's Wednesday. Yeah. We'll be talking a lot of Marvel things that are going on, including some major characters that will show up for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We will also talk about the five characters the MCU should reintroduce, according to a website that, well, they, they, they're, 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 very comic booky, but I have to really, really disagree with one of these. Oh boy! Mm. Oh yeah, and maybe that more. But of course, the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com. Gonna have our blogs, podcast, and more. 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 <laughs> or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app to find us. Yeah, <laughs> so many different things that are going on, and. This is very, very interesting. Uh, so we do know that James Gunn is working on a multitude of things. Uh, he is working on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. He's also working on the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which I think is coming out this year and should introduce a major character. Uh, he has said so. We don't know which one it will be, but... It looks like that James Gunn himself has confirmed that Adam Warlock will be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Woo! Wait, is who's that played by? Um, this is going to be played by <laughs> Is it full like cuz I've always I've seen say that it is official that it's like a rumor. How's it been well, official? Well, the thing was is um James Gunn, he said this in a tweet and he says uh as you guys know, I often strike down false rumors. So, uh, welcome to the Guardians family, Will Poulter. He's an amazing actor and a wonderful guy. See you in a couple of weeks. Hashtag Adam Warlock. Hashtag GOTG Vol 3. Deadline Hollywood did announce that Will Poulter will be playing Adam Warlock in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, in the next installment of the Marvel franchise. I mean, I've seen him in serious stuff. He's a British dude, but all I think of him is the weird kid from We're the Millers. Yes, if you've ever seen We're, We're the Millers with uh, with Jennifer Aniston. And Jason Sudeikis. Yes, and uh, they're the ones who are trying to do uh, 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 basically a drug run. They're doing a drug run pretending to be a family. Exactly. And gotta, so he was the kid. He's the one who is like, you're getting paid? Like that whole meme. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he plays that kid. He's got very um, expressive eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, he was yeah. also in Chronicles of Narnia. Was he As really? A kid. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's landed the role of Warlock in Marvel's anticipated sequel. James Gunn is returning to direct, and like with any Marvel film details, we do not know. But he has been teased a lot, and especially mm -hmm. at the post-credit scene for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He's supposed to be like the most perfect being, most yeah. beautiful being. Uh, Aisha, who was played by Elizabeth Debicki, unveils her chambermaid to her chambermaid the perfect sovereign she has created to help destroy the Guardians. The sovereign were the golden people at the yep. beginning of Volume Two, that, like the video game shuttle ships yeah, that, that were attacking them. Yeah, that rocket uh, stole the very important batteries. Yeah, and. Uh, when he said he would 
didn't, but then he did. And so they got him chasing over them. And then Ego saved them all. And then you find out all about, you know, through Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 about how much of a douche ego is. Hmm. Yes. Um, so, yes, we've been kind of waiting patiently. And wh- I haven't really, I wouldn't have really figured out what how that would have really happened, to be perfectly honest. Because... Adam Warlock is very integrated and entwined in the Infinity in the Infinity Gems of the comic books. Mm. So with the whole Infinity War, the whole thing that we just saw with the Infinity Saga played out on the MCU, Adam Warlock was one of the key points of all of this. And he's been very much entwined with the Infinity Gauntlet. He has wielded it. Different versions of him have wielded it. Uh, He has broken himself off into two different parts to be one super good and one, well, not. Because what are you going to have when you have all that? But yeah, so he will be uh, in this. And so I'm very interested to be seeing how they're going to be going about with this. Cause I mean, we have seen in like What If, and even in the Loki show that I mean, there's there's gems everywhere, <laughs> they and are. they're paperweights. And I mean, even with like yeah, the What If with uh, ult- with uh, Ultimate Ultron, mm-hmm. uh, the Infinity Ultron um, playing around with that. The Infinity Stones are still a part of stuff, but like considering the whole twenty two movie saga was about collecting mm-hmm. the gems and dealing with that. I they they don't need to go back and revisit those. Like the stones, they did a good thing with that. I just feel that even kind of hearkening back to it kind of over and over like they have been let it go. Like it was good for Loki and it was good for what if because they're pushing the multiverse concept. So they still want to have some of those older things, but just go full on with the multiverse. Don't worry so much about the infinity stones, gems, whatever the hell you want to call them at this point in time. Like so at that point, I just don't know what they're going to be doing with Adam Warlock other than he's probably going to be a major baddie, maybe turned goody when it comes down to that, which they've done a lot with Guardians of the Galaxy. We've seen it with Nebula, um, and we've seen it with just the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not really goody, goody two-shoes. They're, they're, they're kind of the anti-hero when it comes down to it. So very kind of very excited to see where they're going to be going, but we don't necessarily even know when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three is even going to come out. They just know that they say May fifth, twenty twenty three, but uh, the last couple of years Who anything knows? goes. Yeah, yeah, anything can go at that point in time. Uh, I do want to see. I want to see what he's going to look like because I mean he's going to be he should be painted gold like the rest of them. I would assume so. Yeah, well, I yeah. think like Boss Logic. If you guys have heard of that person, they mm-hmm. uh, they're on Twitter and Instagram and they create really awesome fan art. And I think they did one of uh, Adam Warlock recently. Really? Uh, where is it? Oh, he looks phenomenal, actually. Oh, it's, wow. It's of Will yeah. Coulter as Adam Warlock. Yeah, so they have made it up to look pretty good. That hair, that hair is ridiculous. I feel like that hair needs to happen because I just picture him again as in Where are the Millers, which, by the way, I forgot that, uh, uh, what's her face? Agatha was in it as well. <laughs> Was she really? Yes. Catherine Hahn was in Catherine it. Hahn. I need to watch that movie she then. I've heard a, good things about it. Oh, it's 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 shenanigans and there's Jennifer <laughs> Anderson stripper, but she's uh married to Ron Swanson, Nick Nick uh, Offerman. Oh wow. That character. It's yeah, that movie looks it's shenanigans, so Well, one day after Marvel Studios confirmed that Will Poulter will be playing Adam Warlock in the upcoming Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy film, uh they have actually also Marvel has a Guardians of the Galaxy video game and they Ooh. have confirmed that Adam Warlock will appear in the game. So maybe there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 tie-in with the game itself. 
That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, in a, I don't know. I, I don't know, if, Joe, if you've played or know anyone who's played the Marvel Avengers game itself. No, I haven't. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to play like that one or anything along those lines. But, yeah, so he's going to be in the game as well, which means, again, it just like, everything ties in together. They're going to have all these different things and be a, being a part of it. So very, very curious to see how that's going to work out. Uh, moving on from that, this – okay, so – this I found on Comic Book Resources. Is it a list? It's a list. It's oh a boy. short list. It's five obscure characters that the MCU should reintroduce. <gasps> this is a very, this is a highly de- uh, contested, debated list. Should so, I get my bring back Tony Stark post? Uh, no, no, because that they should not bring him back. Oh. No, no, no. He's not obscure at all. By the way, <laughs> that's it's, true. <laughs> the entirety of the of the entire MCU franchise okay. is based around Tony Stark, sir. Yeah. So, is it just the characters? Or are we talking about like? The actors and the characters? They're talking about the actors and the characters. So think along the signs of multiverse variants or any of those things like that. So these are characters who may not have been in the MCU, but they want to bring back to put into the MCU. First one on this is one that I refuse to watch the movies. So I don't know how this is going to go. Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) What? Yeah. How? Yeah. What? I'll I'll read what they have to say about okay, it. Okay. Uh, this 2007 Marvel movie saw Nicolas Cage play the skeletal motorcycle Ghost Rider with mixed reception at best on that. Despite the quality of the movie and its sequel, there's no doubt that Nicolas Cage in the MCU would shake things up. There's a charm to his over-the-top acting that can steal a scene, and it would no doubt be entertaining to see his interactions with other MCU characters. On top of that, it would be interesting to see Nick Cage take on Ghost Rider when written to the same quality as the current MCU films, as the character has a lot more to offer and is very possible he'd earn a better reception. I honestly would rather Nicolas Cage come in in some like live action form of Spider Noir. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I, and that part of that is also the problem. But then again, Catherine Hahn played Agatha, and she was Doc Ock in Into the Spider Verse. So like, you I can think, you can multi you can you can double that up and be yeah. okay with that. It's voice actors. You can kind of there's a differential on that. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. It's just Nicolas Cage is just so goofy. Yeah. And can't be like you if he's going to be a quote unquote serious character now. Yeah. Like I think he was in that one weird one, like Freddy something. Do you remember the the, the weird teddy bear guy? Five Five Nights at Freddy's? I think he did some sort of movie like that recently. Oh. And I'm like, okay, it's supposed to be dark and weird, but he, it's Nicolas Cage, so he can pull off weird. He does a lot of strange stuff. I still feel that he he had an amazing role as Big Daddy and Kick Ass. Yes. Like he was very good in that. So and I mean, it wasn't nerdy, but you know, the history of swear words where he was just <laughs> him yeah. as the host was fantastic. Yeah, I think the problem with Nicholas Cage's character of Ghost Rider is that he doesn't really fit the MCU. Like Cage himself would be fine, but Ghost Rider kind of deals with death and like the afterworld and the devil, was, and that doesn't really. He was in Shield, in Agents of Shield, not Nick Cage, but, but Ghost yeah. Rider yeah. was yeah. with Robbie Reyes. Oh, and it was Willy's Wonderland that had that. Willy's night. Wonderland, it's like that Five Nights of Freddy vibe. Okay, okay, yeah, that so it's shenanigans looking. Seriously, I, I don't necessarily disagree, but they're also they they they've come out with they're doing Blade, 
Like that's already been confirmed, and there might be the fact that it might be released sooner than we expected with a uh, Mahershala Ali. So they're bringing that back. Ghost Rider did run with Blade for a while. See, that's fine, but that's not part of the like Avengers MCU, right? Oh no! no well, but... yeah. So I mean, I don't think we're going to be seeing Ghost Rider in the Avengers. No. But there's adjacent stuff that he could be a part I, of. I could see him being in a in a show. However, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because. It's all going to be Disney Plus now. Obviously, they yeah. had their whole thing with Netflix. That's no longer a thing. So they're obviously all their shows are going to have to appear on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. like in theory, unless they decide to do some Hulu stuff because they own most of Hulu anyways. <laughs> um, right. I, I feel they, like it might be too dark, but we've seen some dark stuff come out of like, uh, was it What If with the zombie thing? Yeah, and there have been some of that. Maybe it's just like, hey, the people who are growing up watching the superhero films have grown up a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more of that dealing with, uh, especially like the spirit of vengeance that uh, Ghost Rider is. Is Blade going to be on Disney Plus? I don't I think, think it's going to be a movie movie. So okay, yeah. eventually it will I mean, be on Disney might. Plus. I don't maybe. know. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, probably like a hard PG-13. I don't feel that, feel that they're going to go Deadpool See. with it. Yeah, this but is my problem with these these shows. It's so weird to me. I don't know how you can put Blade <laughs> on Disney Plus or anything like that. Um, the next list on this is probably my favorite Punisher, Thomas Jane. Now I know I know everyone loves John Bernthal, I, and I do love John Bernthal as an actor, and I do love his portrayal as the Punisher. But if you haven't seen, was it Dirty Laundry? Oh, yeah. With it's Thomas Jane. On YouTube, it's like 10 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's a short that really redeems Thomas Jane as that character when the uh, the movie kind of, well, obviously fell flat. Um, it is easy to forget the fact that he did do that. Thomas Jane plays the anti-hero, the Punisher, and does a good job of portraying the criminal hunter hell-bent on revenge, whereas most of the movie's criticism stems from the fact that uh, John Travolta was terrible. Now, with a still-active career... And acting, Thomas Jane would likely be open into returning to the role since he jokingly voiced the Punisher in a recent 2019 episode of Robot Chicken. Oh, that's funny. That's so, cool. yeah, so uh, he seems like he would be okay with that. So, the one thing I'm curious about now that everything is canon, mm-hmm. we know that the Netflix series, they've already, even though they've mentioned the events of what was going on in the MCU, the Avengers, and everything, they're not technically canon from what I understand, correct? They're uh, not, not canon, but they weren't, like, they weren't connected. That's why we didn't see daredevil and the punisher in those movies yeah yeah i think so because one of the things i just remembered was that mahershal ali was already he was in luke cage the first season yeah 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 he's gonna be in cottonmouth yes yes uh so i'm wondering would blade in theory be just like a completely different character that's already in our timeline or is he gonna be from a different universe and that's kind of Mm -hmm. the key that we're gonna have to figure out too because there this article is really kind of hinging on that bet like you can bring them back because the multiverse is broken right the next one on this uh i i didn't like her her standalone movie but i thought she was fine in an otherwise terrible movie daredevil's electra played by jennifer garner Mm. now and i don't remember her character enough the only character i really remember and really liking was colin farrell's uh uh bullseye Bullseye. because that was it was it was hokey it was kind of cheesy but he just chewed his line. He loved that. Like, or if not, he acted well enough to make me think that he loved playing that character. It, so I was okay with it. It's kind of a tricky thing for me because Daredevil came out in two, 2003, mm-hmm. the one with um, Ben Affleck. Yeah. I was 13 years old. 
So, of course, plus the soundtrack <laughs> yeah. with, like, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. Oh, my God, I was blown away. So, in my head, I still think of it as a phenomenal movie. Yeah. And same with Electra That came out a few years later, and I yep. also thought that was phenomenal. Yep. What, 2005? 15 yep. years old. So, <laughs> I thought it was great. Looking back on it, there's a lot of cheesy moments in both. Yeah. Um, but I really love the new Electra Nachios we got who had more, because she was Greek, that more, like, Greek interpretation. Yeah. Side note, do you guys remember... Who was also in that movie? No. That is big in the MCU? No. Happy? Really? He played- Favreau was in that? Favreau was uh, Ben Affleck's uh, buddy. Oh, sidekick uh, lawyer. Oh, his name? oh God, you're yeah. right. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Was it Nelson? Happy Nelson? No, it wasn't no. Happy Nelson. What was it? <laughs> Something Nelson. Nelson and Murdoch. I don't know. No, no, no. no. Murdoch was- uh, yeah, Murdoch was the guy. Nelson Matt Murdoch. Was his, yeah, yeah. Nelson was his buddy, right? Franklin Foggy Nelson. Foggy! Foggy. I knew it wasn't happy because he was happy in something else. Isn't it? Well, he's happy in uh, the MCU. Happy Hogan. I didn't realize he was Foggy. That's so funny. And then Ellen Pompeo was Karen Page. Wow. Interesting. And this is also the one for you youngins who don't know who this is. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan, who is a phenomenal actor, may he rest in peace, played a phenomenal kingpin, which yeah. honestly, arguably, is probably the best thing of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it Aside really Aside from the was. soundtrack. Yeah, and then just the fact that, I mean, Michael Clark Duncan did a really great job, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but like Vincent D'Onofrio just absolutely destroyed that role. It's one of the best portrayals of a character like that I've seen. We need more Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah. Kingpin and everything. We're never going to get more Daredevil either. It's so disappointing. I, here, who's hope? Like, there's so there many could rumors. Be. There could be. You don't no, know. It's you don't dead know. and gone. You don't know. Smell now, the pill, rip the band-aid. They, no. do say, they do say the character of Elektra has a lot more to offer than the movies uh, gave her and um, more than just a love interest to Daredevil, so that's fine. And they still have the current Elektra still around and it would be entertaining to see the interactions with Jennifer Garner because they both played very different versions. Again, they're I mean, kind she's of she's still quote unquote around. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. If yeah. she's around, then Charlie Cox's Daredevil is also still around. Exactly. Why did I just sound like BJ there? I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one on this is a character that I'm not familiar with, Man Thing. Um, oh, yeah. I know that he had like a TV series or something and it lasted one episode. Uh, it was yeah. a relatively new one. Voiced by Conan Stevens, the Man-Thing movie barely res- resembles the comics as the beast is turned into nothing more than a swamp monster terrorizing locals. However, the design of Man-Thing was one positive in the movie. So carrying that over to the MCU would be interesting. And Conan Stevens is uh, the uh, one of one of the actors who p- portrayed the mountain on Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. He oh. Was- Oh, wow, okay. He was the beardy dude. And if you don't know anything about Man-Thing, it's the story of Professor Theodore Solace, who becomes Man-Thing as a tragic tale on as he seeks to become a hero. Now, the Uh, last... Sorry, I was confusing him with Swamp Thing, which is DC's. Yeah. He had a show, and it really was canceled after the first episode. Yeah, the man... That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Man-Thing doesn't look great. I mean, it Neither looks does cool. Thing. It looks cool, like on the still picture. So I think just the visual of that would be really cool. But he looks yeah. like Cthulhu made out of seaweed. That's why I like it. Because yeah. he looks oh. like Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought um, it was because of the seaweed. Now the <laughs> he does like a good sushi roll. I do, I do, I do. Now, finally, on this list is the one I have the biggest problem with because I'm already mad about it. Oh, oh, oh! Then it has to be Howard the Duck. It is absolutely Howard the Duck, <laughs> not the Seth Green voiced Howard the Duck, which recently got married to Darcy in What If. In one of the episodes, it's Vegas. Was, it doesn't count. Weirdest was, episode. Oh, it was, so it was great. It was entertaining. I was very annoyed with Howard the Duck, though. Oh, he, you hate him in everything because. 
I watched the original movie, you youngins. You might not know that there was a Marvel movie called Howard the Duck back in 1986, played by Ed Gale. Ed Gale was the Howard, and they're saying that, yes, we should bring it back. Now, I'll read what they have to say here. Arguably the weirdest movie on the list, Howard the Duck went to the big screen in his own bizarrely sexual 1986 movie. Performed by Ed Gale, Howard the Duck has been remembered for how outlandish his portrayal is and would undoubtedly be entertaining to watch in the MCU. The character has even cameoed multiple times in the MCU, voiced by Seth Green, and even fought in the final Avengers Endgame battle. You see him once in one scene. It doesn't count. I don't think he fought. He probably ran away. He's a duck. I am so confused, because if you go with the IMDb, mm-hmm. there are so many people who played Howard the Duck. Well, in the original... The movie. <laughs> in the original movie, he in, in, with an actor in a real duck costume, uh, take some cameos to another level and, uh, and br- embrace the weirdness the multiverse could have to offer. I mean, offer. it got, had Leia Thompson. It did have Leia Thompson, and it had, oh, is it Jeffrey? It's Jeffrey Jones, maybe? Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones in it, who uh, is Wasn't a, he in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, yep. he was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off. Amadeus. <laughs> He was an Amadeus. Was he really? That's according to this. He's a, yeah. So, but that's one of those movies that I won't even say as a fun, like go back and watch because it's weird. It's not cool. Leah Thompson maybe gets it on with a duck. It's, well, Howard the duck and not, yeah. I don't get it. You don't need to. Like, why did they bring it back in What If? uh, Because he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was part of the collector's uh, stash with Cosmo. So you saw him as a cameo in that. And wow. so he's made a couple of cameos because because James Gunn has a fascination with Howard the Duck that I can't understand. That's he, what I'm trying to figure out. He ha- James Gunn has a fascination with weird stuff. And I have learned to accept it and embrace it because have you not seen Suicide Squad? Yeah. And, I mean, like, seriously. <laughs> the like, Suicide like, Squad, Like you got me. TDK, you got Nathan Fillion as the detachable kid. A guy who has, I think, like two... like Who we don't like, know if he... Spoiler alert. We don't know if he's alive or not. True. Like, he, like his character may have actually lived through that massacre. But, like, it's a character who has just detachable arms. Yeah, I guess I'm just He just confused. loves those weird, obscure characters that somebody made up in some Weasel. weird... Yeah, some LSD <laughs> fever dream. Yeah, I mean, and he embraces hilarious. Him. Yeah. But also note that James Gunn was also a man who worked with Troma Pictures, which you may know uh, for such great films as Toxic Avenger. And all of those other ones. I don't know that one. Oh, go back and watch some of that stuff. It's uh, highly this... highly disgusting, but very entertaining. I can't even call them B movies. They're like a step lower than B. So. Is there any seaweed involved? There's not seaweed involved. Get away from not me with your seaweed. He's a toxic adventure. Get away from me with your seaweed talk. Uh, yeah, so let us know if there's other characters that maybe in the past that they would, <laughs> they should bring back for the multiverse. And if you say Howard the Duck in any form, I'm just going to block you. No, he's not. I won't let him. Mm -hmm. Well, now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Uh, So we know that the next Marvel movie coming out soon is Eternals. Yes. It's like only a few weeks away, and I may have to bail on my cousin's uh, bridal shower. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, I have to go see a Marvel movie. Why? Well, it's for work. Yep, Perfect I, excuse to get out of uh, I'm, wedding stuff. I'm already went to the other wedding stuff, and I'm going to more wedding <laughs> stuff. So let You're me watch good. the Eternals. It yes. looks like it's going to be so beautiful. I know. I am really stoked for this because I, you know, with all the hype for, especially with like Spider Man and like a lot of the other stuff and things that are coming up way in the future, 
I feel a lot of people have kind of forgotten about this, and there's some major, major players in this movie. I think it's because all the other things that are coming up are characters we already know and love. This Uh is a whole new thing. Good call, good call, yeah. Uh, So Eternals was actually like a Jack Kirby creation. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually got a really popular limited series back in 2006 written by Neil Gaiman, and it was actually illustrated by John Romita Jr. Yeah. Oh, geez. So they were talking to producer Nate Moore about the upcoming movie, and he discussed that Eternals are... As you guys probably know, it was created by Jack Kirby in 1976, and the most popular run, again, was by Neil Gaiman. And I think that's the expectation of this movie. Well, we'll probably borrow out of out from that, but truth is actually that we are more inspired by the Kirby stuff. So we're going back to the old stuff, both mythologically and how the movie lays out. And that, I think, is kind of important in terms of the first Doctor Strange, really, especially when he went into Dormammu's uh, mm-hmm. universe sort of thing, was super heavily inspired by Jack Kirby's um, kind of psychedelic versions and mm-hmm. when it comes down to that sort of thing. So if they're that it seems would make the most sense if they're doing that because it keeps it kind of uh, the same sort of uh, idea as they're going along with it that yeah like the universe when you're out there in these weird space and multiverse mm-hmm. and times sort of things are going to be visually and maybe aesthetically the same as like a Jack Kirby psychedelic trip right and he sa- he also added that the game and run which was his introduction to the characters outside of Cersei being a member of the Avengers was very much about people who didn't realize they were special and then of course coming and saying hey guess what you guys we're mortals and your memories have been erased he continues saying that's pretty cool but also the plot of harry potter and i'm number four and a lot of other movies like that the <laughs> a matrix lot right of them. yeah whereas yeah, yeah. we thought it would be more interesting in spending more time with the characters who knew exactly who they were and to track those characters through our movie with you know being seven thousand years of human history and that's i'm okay with yeah and that's like one of those fun things as well because they have to now answer questions as to, and I mean, that was the big one. It's like, where were you when Thanos uh, did the big snap? Why didn't you assist in that? And that was even addressed in uh, the final trailer where they were just like, we only deal with the deviants. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it'll be fun just to kind of see how they answer more of those sort of questions. Like, where have you been for 7,000 years? Does anyone else hate that hand wave? I hate that hand wave. Like, no offense, but I'm like, oh, so half the population isn't good enough to try to save? Of the universe. You're well, not wrong. Well, yeah, that's them, what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like, and like, what happens? Like, did just like, did they just know that half of them weren't going to get snapped out, or they weren't pissed off when like one of their brothers or sisters got whacked? Right. Uh, uh. I mean, it, it's one of those two. Like, it's the whole like old school oath situation because you could uh, say the same yeah. thing with the Watcher. It's like your your oath is just to watch, but crap is going awry, and you're just gonna watch. See, it's, it's the old school stuff. He stepped up. Where were these Eternals? That's what I'm saying. Man. Answer these questions. Because that explanation of like, <laughs> oh, we didn't want them to not know they didn't have their powers. I'm like, but that is a good excuse. Right? Why are we giving a worse one? Okay, so if you guys couldn't figure out from the uh, trailers, Eternals have two separate storylines, which was obviously recently confirmed. Um, so we'll, with the first showing the Eternals in the beginning as a formidable team and a close family unit and the second showing them separate and now living among humans, but coming back together to battle the villain, villainous deviants. So, you know, there was some family drama in that. Oh, yeah. Shenanigans. Oh. So they're like, nope. <laughs> because I'm guessing one of them probably couldn't take care of all of it. But I feel like they have to work together as a unit. Yeah. Kinda somebody like screwed Shazam. up. Shazam! And... What? Sorry. <laughs> uh, we want them to discover mythologically that it's a challenging sci-fi mu- uh, movie, but it also has human heart. 
So we want them to meet the 10 heroes who will hopefully they can relate to. So I'm curious, like like you said, like it is a hand wave. So can they do this well? And that's, I think, one of my favorite parts about this. This is going to be like a day one scene for me on this one because I'm super invested in this. I want to see what's going to go on because I don't expect much. But at the same point, I want to see what what it means for the Celestials and everything. But then even so much that uh, I'm kind of entertained because I read an article that was talking about uh, Kumail Nanjiani his character, Mm -hmm. but so much more about him is that the producers had to tell him to kind of back off on getting beefed up because he was getting too swole. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, bro, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, (laughs) you look great, but you don't need to be as as completely ripped as uh, you're going because you're going... You're going to turn into the rock at this point. Like, back off a little bit. Is this the most origin stories we've gotten in a single movie it has to be i think right uh yeah because it's a full team at that point in time i'm trying to think we haven't had a sort of full team set up like that and even something if you look at like the fantastic four there was four of them five if you count doom on the last one which one it's still an origin movie kind of but Mm -hmm. it's uh yeah there's a lot of them yeah because i think avengers introduced what like three or four like hawkeye well uh, hawkeye we saw in thor Okay, he we did see him for a second. Yeah, well, um, I mean, but we, he wasn't introduced though, right? Like he was like we never got a backstory to Hawkeye officially. Yeah, ever. just little bits and pieces <laughs> everywhere. He was introduced as Hawkeye working for Shield in uh, the Thor movie that came out literally right before the Avengers movie came out. Um, and I feel like the only ones like Spider Man we got for the first time in Civil War, um, Black Panther we got for the first time in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one might be just a ton then. Yeah. How are they yeah. going to do that? I feel um, like they can't go too, too deep. an extremely long runtime. Oh, my gosh. It is, is it? very long. Uh, it, it is real. Uh, it it's might be the longest. Bet, huh? See, while you look at that up, something I didn't know was happening. Uh, there, You know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that we're getting with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And Hayden Christensen and all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. our, you know, Kumal uh, Nanjiani is also going to be in that, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. He actually, I think I just read an article saying that he got to meet him and everyone was talking talking about how Ewan McGregor is just so nice and so cool and like his character has to be intimidated by um, Obi-Wan Kenobi but when he met him he was like Obi-Wan Kenobi mode so he felt like super intimidated <laughs> by him he's like oh god <laughs> so so yeah uh, Chloe Zhao who is the director who did uh, ho- uh, was it Homeland or Nomadland Nomadland yes which won a bunch of awards this year Um, she has confirmed that it is two hours and 36 minutes oh, long don't and drink anything yeah it is the second longest movie uh, uh, for the MCU, standing just behind Avengers Endgame, which was at 181 minutes, which was a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So it was 156 minutes to 181, but it's still the second longest movie. Um, and then Infinity War was the uh, 149, uh, seven minutes shorter than this next one. So it's it's up there in terms of that, and I feel it has to be in order, like you said, to explain all of these characters. Because just even looking at this picture, one, two, three, four, five, hey, 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 there's ten. Yep, there's ten, ten of them. Ten. Yeah, and I, I have to, I have to imagine they're going to gloss over a couple, but they can't gloss over a lot of them, right? I feel like it's probably going to be more of a backstory <laughs> of them as a unit. I'm hoping Joe's look, the look on Joe's face, just is like. This is a recipe for disaster. It and is. I, I hate but to say that. But. There's not. They haven't had a a whole lot of disastrous 
uh, uh, Marvel movies. Now, there have been some ma- major clunkers. Usually those have been sequels, like with Thor or with like Iron Man 2. Well, let's be fair, Thor 1 was okay. Thor, yeah, that was one really okay. wasn't great. The Dark World was uh, was worse. And then <laughs> at least they, it was recovered with Ragnarok, which I've recently watched again and it still holds up. It's oh, a really, really good one. It but is a great rewatchable movie. Yeah, that's for our savior, Taika Waititi. So he was <laughs> the one that made that one happen. But yeah, I, 10 people to address and deal with in that is going to be uh, oh, cumbersome. Can, especially now. like That's the thing. If it had been, hey, we didn't know we had powers and they come together, I'd be like, you can do that in 2.30, right? But to explain for each individual character and just be like, they couldn't help anyone. I'm just going to be like... 10 characters... Well, okay. Joe, 10 characters over 7,000 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it feels like this should have been like a Game of Thrones epic type yeah. of show. Mm-hmm. Like, like, seven seasons plotted out. And a bad guy that has to be so powerful that they have to fight them as 10 superheroes. Like, this is like in a, 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 a whole span of 10 Marvel movies being jammed into one. Mm-hmm. I, I Oh, man. I, I hope it's good because I like Angelina Jolie and I love Kumail, I can never Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, thank you. I pronounced his first half of his last <laughs> name with the first half of his first name. Bad. But yeah, and uh, the other actors are always, I, I assume will also be great because Marvel do, never does a bad job casting. They are fantastic at casting great actors. Totally, yeah. But I, oh man, I just, I hope, I hope that somehow we get a great movie and that I'm not sitting there wondering how long it's going to take me to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to uh, borrow your uh, your dad's uh, Run P app. <laughs> how can I miss anything? Where we got, we got 7,000 years in this movie. Uh, one of the things that I've been really confused about lately is when people are talking about the Sandman because there's two versions that are either one I think is already out or coming out and the other one is not out yet. There's the Netflix version and then there's the Audible version. Really? So there is an audiobook version because I know it's a comic book. I don't know if it originally started as a book or if it was a comic book first. I'm, I, I think um, it started off as oh, a yep, comic book. Comic book first. Yeah, okay. I hear nothing but great things about it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I have read the uh, early ones, yeah. So, like, I know Netflix has been developing one, which this is obviously a uh, a uh, Neil Ga- uh, Neil Gaiman. I will say Gibson. That's somebody else who's also Brit. <laughs> Love you, Neil. Yep. Um, Twisted Dark. Check it out. Uh, Neil Gaiman is obviously behind all these, but they have such great actors for both, and I'm kind of upset that there's two of them because I kind of want to like mix and match the cast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Uh yeah. Cuz apparently like Kevin Smith is a character in the audio version. As what? Merv Pumpkinhead. What? Yeah, he uh he was saying that like he recalls that he landed the role uh, by kind of doing like he was talking about how he just always pictured him with a New Jersey accent. <laughs> and I'm just like, OK, sold, sold, sold. OK, I do remember this character and just bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Mervin Pumpkinhead. And I hear that they're going to be different. They're going to be different from each other because I think the Netflix version, they're not going to have a Constantine. So oh. like, there's going to be differences, of course. Well, if you if you want to know about Mervin Pumpkinhead, he was a wisecracking cigar smoking janitor. With a pumpkin head and was uh, a, a part of uh, Dream's uh, uh, realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> no. Okay, just to kind of give you a quick rundown, because I needed this bad. The Audible cast, you have Riz Ahmed, who we saw as the bad guy in the first Venom movie. He was also in that mm-hmm. movie, um, The Sound of Metal. That was also really, really good. Uh, we also have Kat Dennings oh. as Death. Taryn Edgerton as uh, John Constantine, Neil Gaiman as the narrator, 
James McAvoy as Morpheus, Samantha Morton as Yorana Blackwell, Andy Serkis as Matthew the Raven, uh, Michael Sheen as Lucifer. And just in a side-by-side comparison, uh, Matthew the Raven in the uh, Sandman, the Netflix version, is going to be played by Ma- uh, Patton Oswald, <laughs> who is a phenomenal voice actor. I love him and like everything he does. Uh, Lucifer is going to be played by Gwendolyn Christie. And it's interesting that we t- okay, so both in Eternals and there's an um, and this it all ties together to this comic book that I've mentioned before called The Wicked and the Divine. In The Wicked and the Divine, it's about a group of gods that every ninety nine years they get to be reincarnated, and they live up a certain amount of years. So depending on what the god's age was, they might live to thirteen, might live to twenty, whatever it is. Then they'll find out that they're gods. Like they get the revelation, they the like they're. The person who looks over them basically comes in. It's like, by the way, do you not remember? Oh, snap, because there's a lot of snapping in this. <laughs> you are now a god. You now look the way you are supposed to look and you remember everything. However, you got two years to live, bitch. Yeah. That's all you get. You are now a god. You have all the powers of being a god, but you only have two years to live before the process happens all over again. And in this, Lucifer looks just like Gwendolyn Christie. Nice. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah. And it's that same idea of them being very powerful and not knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Except this generation, they're like, screw it, we want to be famous. And so they become <laughs> famous. Uh, but So do check out that comic series. But I'm just like, why does Gwendolyn have to be this Lucifer? <laughs> it's just me bitching today, I guess. I don't I can know. tell, yeah. You've got <sighs> you've got feelings about this. Yeah, Charles Dance is also going to be in the Netflix version. Stephen nice. Fry. They're both going to be great, so... Yeah. Uh, so much stuff. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think. If you guys have read Wicked and Divine, or what do you guys think of the Eternals doing the not, you know, not or knowing about their powers the entire time, not discovering them? Yeah, do let's you, hear your thoughts on all of those. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.